Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode seven, and today we're talking about the books that have impacted us most. Now, this is somewhere where Jennifer's definitely got a lot more to say than me. I'm not <laughs> That's really... That's not our relationship, is it? <laughs> you, you've definitely got a few things to say here and there. A little so, bit. So I've not been really so much of a reader. I'm more of a researcher looking at articles online. And when I'm reading, it's generally for a specific purpose if I'm trying to solve a problem or I'm into fiction books. <laughs> so I think for this particular subject today, Jennifer's probably going to take them lead more because she's been through a lot more books that have made a significant impact to where we are today and where we're moving. So I think this is a really interesting topic. I'm really glad that Matt, you suggested it. I think right now it's very poignant for people to be considering what books and kind of inspiration and education they've had in their life the reason being I think I share a view with a lot of people right now that actually we've had a bit of breathing space in life we're still in the middle of lockdown as we're recording this and I think it's seen a switch for people going back to some of the habits some of the things they've enjoyed that they might have lost as a result of life being busy I think that's definitely the feeling that everyone shifted from being distracted by going places doing things whether it's travel or simply going to the cinema or going to the pub, whatever it needs to be. And you've had to really hone in and rediscover your past loves or maybe new loves. And I have always had a love of reading and it's just even intensified. And what we want to do is I'm going to share with you four of the books that I feel in the past couple of years have come into my life and really just changed my viewpoints quite considerably. And I'll even describe why they've kind of changed my viewpoint. And I know like my favourite thing is usually to open up a book. I've got we've got this challenge that we're doing a fitness challenge, but it's more of a grit challenge with life overall. And it requires you to read 10 pages a day or 10 minutes a day of a book. It can be a non-fiction book or a fiction book. I generally only read non-fiction because I really struggle with fiction. I used to maybe read fiction in the past and I just found it a bit boring. <laughs> I couldn't really, because it's a story, I suppose I find it harder to get attached to the actual kind of plot line. And when I think it's not real, that that just annoys me. So actually my love is in non-fiction. I love reading and learning. And actually I think that that sums you up as far as even watching movies. <laughs> I think unless you have a movie that seems to have something you can resonate with yep. as far as a moral or something that feels like it's inspirational in some way, you actually struggle <laughs> feel to feel good movie. <laughs> you like feel good, but even then you can be a little bit judgmental. I think that anything that comes to fiction, it almost needs to be special enough mm-hmm. to make you Oh, we've you seen engage. a couple of really fab films. We'll need to mention them in a future podcast. There's a couple of films that I can almost remember the exact night that we watched them. They've well, just one really of them good. would be About Time. That's an amazing film. Go Wonderful check it out. <laughs> but, so I think that it makes sense that fiction is mm. definitely a more of a challenge for you to get into. Yep. Because whereas I love fiction, I love movies, I allow myself to get fully immersed <laughs> and just bed into what I'm yeah. watching, what I'm listening to and really engage in it. Mm-hmm. That's something that you kind of almost sit there with a the look of, 
what's the point on your face I, I until struggle you a find bit, don't it. I? Yeah, exactly. And I think that shows the diversity of personalities. So like a lot of people resonate towards non-fiction and that's what I'm going to share today. But you very heavily resonate towards fiction. And I think most people go one way or the other, wouldn't you say? So that's why when we say like books have inspired us or changed us, I think you'd be surprised. I think you'd probably get a real mixture of people automatically going for fiction books that have touched them or they've learned something. Think of all the great, you know, novels out there that have changed generations and things like that so anyway shall I kick off or are you going to kick off and share your ones well I don't really have any <laughs> um I've got one book that I guess that I've read um in this non-fiction area that I found particularly useful mm-hmm. and helped when I was starting off on the journey of becoming qualified for a fitness instructor yes, and into exactly, a personal trainer yep. and that was a Ross Edgley book mm-hmm. called The World's Fittest Book. That's a cracking book. It's a very good book. Um, it can be challenging to absorb, mm. I think, if you're not in the right mind space for it. But it goes over a lot of technical detail, but also a lot of lifestyle type detail. And mm. going back into the history of how we as humans behave and how we operate and I just found it really, really valuable to give a much more complete picture mm-hmm. on the fitness and the health and the well-being and also what people are capable of. Absolutely. Because he's obviously someone that's hugely into endurance training. And he seemed, like we've seen him live. We actually went to see him, was it a year ago, a year and a half ago, live in Glasgow? Ago, yeah. um, and he gave a talk about his Round Great Britain Swim, which is obviously what his new book is about, which you've got as well. But yeah, that book, I touched upon it. It's definitely a really factual book about human behaviour, human fitness. And, and why do you think it inspired you? Why do you think it's really poignant in your life? Well, I think that it came along at the time when I was just starting the journey mm. to getting into yeah. so maybe why don't you fitness. explain that kind of crossroads you were at so that was nearly probably two years ago now right probably july 2018 something like yeah. that yeah so i think we were at the point where we wanted to make a difference to the life we were living mm-hmm. and i definitely didn't want to continue with the corporate lifestyle now the wonderful thing is i don't do that anymore <laughs> but the journey is a bit different to what it was when i started the training to become mm. qualified so I wanted to get out of corporate and I didn't really want to do anything else, any other types of jobs within the corporate world. And I didn't want to be stuck to working shift patterns and I know, and, yeah. and such like that other people determined. And I'd been on my own journey of finding my way towards fitness and well-being and having just be happy with my body shape mm-hmm. and decided that actually working to becoming a personal trainer would give me much more satisfaction because I'd be able to help people, um, take people on journeys from being in a place where they weren't entirely happy with themselves to somewhere that they would be confident, could live their lives for probably longer in a healthier way. And it would get me out of that corporate lifestyle. Yep, yep. So that was the driver for starting to do it in the first place. But obviously with life changing for Mm -hmm. us and me not needing to do corporate and making decisions for us in our household – then the focus on actually getting that then dissipated somewhat because the drive wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, if you're going to be a fitness instructor or personal trainer, then you do have to commit to doing early morning shifts, Absolutely. evening yeah. shifts. It's very order... antisocial hours. It's antisocial as far as getting people on lunch breaks before yep. work and after work. And that would still be better than the nine to five corporate piece, yep. Um, yep. especially with the job satisfaction as well. 
but it still wouldn't be an ideal scenario. Mm. And I definitely much prefer where we are now, where I'm volunteering as far as helping <laughs> with the various side Take hustles that happen, and also recording something like this. So exactly. when I started that course, this book just turned up at the right time. And whereas when you're studying, there's a lot of facts and information to absorb, mm. a lot of biology, um, science, and just lots of interesting difficult to digest facts mm. and then on the flip side of it you've got various workout routines which you can find online on forums mm. best way to work out and this book almost straddled between the two of them yep. yep as far as just looking at various parts of mindset and it's less of a book for someone that wants to get into teaching others about health and fitness mm -hmm. and more about understanding yourself your own journey mm. and what you're capable of mm. and I think that that just made an impact to me as far as my own progress yep. and where I was headed and also I guess sharing information that I would have with people moving forward mm -hmm. in order to help them move forward with their own lives. Absolutely. So what's the name of the book again? Say it again. It was The World's Fittest Book by Ross Edgeley. It's linked in the little show notes that we've got <laughs> so you can click through and buy That's amazing. it. I'm currently reading his new book, The Art of Resilience. Yep, that looks um, a good one so actually. It's so far so good. Um, I'm only probably 15 pages in, mm -hmm. but we'll see how that one goes. But he's very inspirational in what he's done. So mm. I, I resonate quite a lot with him as an individual. Mm. He's very watchable as well, isn't he? He's done a lot of series, actually. So no, he's a good guy. So there's no fiction book that you're going to share with us. You're going to go non-fiction, are you? I'm only going to go non-fiction. There's a few fiction books that I've liked Um but I think fiction, like movies, some people like romantic, some people like <laughs> um, horror, some yep. people like drama, suspense, crime, whatever. So it's very difficult to recommend books. I suppose the one I can think of that I really most enjoyed was something called Last Light okay. by Alex Scarrow. And that one was about the world basically going into a kind of blackout situation right. due to the fact that oil movement stopped. Ooh, and over the course of a okay. week then the world kind of goes into this quite feral state mm -hmm. where you get riots and various other bits and pieces. You know, the food supplies stop, wow. all these kind of things. So then people become, um, I guess they're looking out for themselves, yeah. but then the people that want to commit crimes are more readily able to do yep. so. Yep. Which we've seen in and, history already. And there's two parts yep. of it. There's a kind of people that are at home, um, and then there's the people who are in the place where some of this action has taken place. Mm -hmm. And it's almost two stories in one. And then mm -hmm. they come together towards mm -hmm. the end. So yeah, cool. I found that particularly good. It's definitely more of a kind of drama and exciting mm -hmm. book. Um, but I really enjoyed that. And I'd, I'd recommend that one as a fiction <laughs> book. Super. So okay, so that's the two of them. What were you going to say? So before you start, mm. what I will say about reading books, and especially from Jennifer's point of view, <laughs> is these books that she's going to talk about, yep. I think most of them she read once um, at an early point in trying to look at other things to do and side hustles mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and probably didn't get as much from them as she has done since reading them again. Absolutely. So that's the heart of it, isn't it? So the books that I'm going to share with you, books that have changed my life or the direction of my life, these are all ones that I have. I go back to and there's probably even one or two that I've read multiple times and I think I'll continue to read multiple times. So I will kick off by, I've shared this story a couple of times, the first book you ever bought me, you brought this home or yours on Amazon when we started this whole journey into getting rid of debt 
debt. We had £24,000 worth of consumer debt. And we were trying to pay off the debt. I was on my second maternity leave with Sam, our youngest, and basically felt that we were stuck, wanted to do things smarter, totally believed that we could get out of debt and actually become better with our money, pay off the mortgage and all this kind of stuff. And this book, you said you found on a Reddit forum. And I think it's ever since then I read it, it clicked, made complete sense. And I think I recommend it the most out of any personal finance book. So that's, I'll give you a clue there, it's personal finance book because that's my side hustle, that's my passion. So this book is I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramath Sethi. I'm very sure I've mentioned it on a podcast episode before. Essentially, he is very famous as a, a financial guru, but he's now deeper than that. He now also helps entrepreneurship and small businesses um, and he's very um, up to date. He's doing a lot of stuff on Instagram and Facebook right now to just help people get through COVID-19 and navigate with their businesses. So I really, I like his message, I like what he stands for. But essentially this book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich, is a six-week course in redesigning your finances. It's a book I picked up and learned about pensions and compound interest and saving and investing and it's the UK version that I've got so make sure you definitely get the UK version rather than US version. Um, It's incredible, it's a basic level, just leads you through what to do, like for example calling your credit card companies negotiating different rates, um, simplifying you know what accounts you use, how you move your money. He testifies to basically paying your bills the first of the month and then whatever's left over is your fund money money, your spending, your it's fab. And so for me, since reading that book, it changed our life because I implemented it straight away. And it's the first book that I think I've ever done that before. Yeah, so I really have you to thank for bringing that or the Reddit community uh, for recommending. I think it's one of the most recommended personal finance books. So that one, if you want, that probably kick-started mama for for and this whole journey into looking after money better and you know the fact that we're debt free the fact that we're working towards financial freedom well we kind of have it in a way anyway with our side hustles and things like that it's an incredible book that's changed our life I reread that one probably once a year once every six months in the past couple of years more so to be reminded of what it's like to be a beginner level again so because I've been teaching personal finance and you know I do my youtube channel my blog instagram you sometimes forget about those if you had didn't have any knowledge again what would be some of the basics and that's why I like to go back to to kind of say right what problems are people really struggling with how can I solve them so that's the first book off the back of that my second book that changed my life read it probably maybe about five or ten books later after that one still maternity leave is Tony Robbins Money Master the Game and it's subtitled Seven Simple Steps to Financial Freedom so this is a very US centric book so it's not applicable as much as I Will Teach You To Be Rich but essentially Tony Robbins who's a very famous motivational coach in America he his whole thing is a high performance coach he's coached presidents of the USA and he coaches what's the name of the Irish boxer right now Con is it Connor? Was Connor McGregor isn't that, the boxer. He's an MMA person, but maybe that. Anyway, I'll need to check. I'll need to fact find and check. But he's actually coaching. I want to say it's that guy. I want to say it's that Connor guy. The the kind of one who's like beating everyone. He's been basically his mindset coach in the background. I want. To, I'll fact check that for you for next episode. But yeah, he basically, you know, he has like a one million dollar fee to get coached by him for an hour. So I complete respect for him and he interviewed or he set about to interview 
all the top financial gurus. So there's Warren Buffett, there is John Boyle who started Vanguard is in it. Um, he also, Ray Dalio is in it. He's also got the lady who is JP Morgan Chase and I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but he basically went around all the top financial gurus and sought their advice about what they would do to get financial freedom, stability, to basically win the game with money, if you like. And it's all about actually how normal everyday people can then use the stock market investing, index funds, trackers, how to maximise your money, how to learn about compound interest. It's a huge book. It's it's definitely a book you sit down and you take some time over. So I definitely think that was the one Mm. that you read the first time Mm-hmm. I and, didn't really get and, it and came away I just reread it about a month little. ago do you remember me sitting outside in the sunshine and it's all if you could see actually my book has all got highlighted parts in it now and that's because the second time read or the third time read there this summer suddenly more clicked because I was able to then apply it to helping other people and things like it talks about a wealth machine and all this kind of stuff and it just clicked so much better well I think because your knowledge is mm. further along than it was when you first read it I think when you're reading books or absorbing material online or going on courses or whatever it happens to be unless you have some kind of foundation of knowledge that then you can add to with the new information that you're Mm. getting unless you have some kind of baseline then a lot of the time you're reading something or absorbing something but it's not going in Mm. because you can't resonate with it yeah so where you didn't really get too much from it the first time since then your knowledge and your experience within the financial field has mm. expanded into investments yeah and exactly various and other i know factors. the terms they're talking about now whereas with the first reads you're not really sure what the concepts are <laughs> so it then makes you, complete nonsense so then you pick up the information mm. and then suddenly the second and the third read you're actually learning things mm. and you're going ah that's <laughs> what that meant and this makes sense mm. so sometimes you might find that if there's a book in a field that you're interested in mm-hmm. that actually even if you're not getting it the first time once your experience grows it's worth revisiting those books Mm. to see what value they have that maybe you just weren't ready for the first time around absolutely and so the the kind of concept on this podcast is how that changed my life i would actually say that because I've got so much respect for the the gurus he interviewed and how they really broke it down he wanted to give people the surefire way of get financial freedom and it, it's definitely that was the first time I'd ever heard that term you know the fire movement is probably a bit more common now but financial independence freedom I didn't even think that was something you could achieve I just thought you worked you know for a living till you were 65 or 60 so I'm really grateful for that book and it's still one absolutely that I pick up from time to time and I probably won't understand all of it but at least I understand more and more each time and then the next book I want to mention and this is a very particular entrepreneur business book so I only read this for the first time a couple of months ago but it it's definitely changed the way I do business. And it's a book called Profit First, Transform Your Business from a Cash-Eating Monster to a Money-Making Machine. And this is by Mike Malowitz, and I hope I've said that right. But um, this whole book is actually about putting profit first in your business. So let me kind of break down the concept. So if you think about your own personal finance life, the key things that I would love you to do as a coach and a mentor, and the best thing for your money is really to work out ways that you can save and invest and then spend what's left over. So basically when your wage comes in, make your priorities, your goals happen first, 
which is pay yourself first in the future by investing, pay yourself first by saving, and then whatever's left over outside those goals, then you can spend to your heart's content and whatever. And so he then decided, why was there not a philosophy for this within business life? So the typical business strategy when you're making money, and this is really important if you're an entrepreneur right now thinking of starting a business, one man band, it does not matter. His whole thing was normally people make money with a business, they pay everyone, they have all their expenses, and then profits are last, right? Whatever's left over, from what you've spent that's the whole that's, 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 the I think that's pretty model. much a standard accounting thing isn't it when that's it's the incoming and outgoing thing. it's standard for a lot of people as far as income and, and their personal finances as well yes. you have all your expenses come out you have your fund and everything else and, and then, then you see and then the whatever's leftover. left at the end of the month if there is anything left <laughs> you then, may invest it, you then may that's the it. savings that's the investing or whatever it happens to be business absolutely the mm. same you pay your staff you pay your bills then you have whatever other expenses on top of that exactly. and then you've got profits. and then whatever's left <laughs> It's profit. Exactly. So the whole book is basically a structure where he said this is ridiculous. The main priority of a business should be to make profit. And especially true if you've got a side hustle or you're self-employed, you know, your house cannot function unless you're making profit in your business, like taking a wage. And so basically the whole book lays out how to structure your business by having your income and then deciding beforehand what percentage you're going to take as a profit margin. So that's a whole kind of build up. And then obviously you have operating costs, but it's very much that you set the limits on what your profits will be, that you, the wage you need to pay yourself. And then also then the percentage that will be your expenses and if you don't have enough in your account every month to pay these expenses you don't then add more so normally a lot of business coaches will kind of say to you you know you've got to invest in your business you've got to keep adding stuff to get more money and this structure is you expand at the rate your business is expanding rather than and I think that you've got to be a wee bit flexible with that but I I do completely kind of agree with the concept. The priority is make profit because it's got to support your life and then you can pay other expenses. And I applied this to our business the past couple of months and it's made total sense. It's been, you know, it makes sense to me as a financial coach because I would want that in your personal life. So the whole point of the book is, as I say, making your business profitable from the word go because you change how you do your books, you change your priorities. And then at the back, they don't really touch upon it, but it then says, you know, apply this to your personal finances as well. Think about your profits first, your your savings. So it's a fantastic book. I think it's quite detailed in accounting structure because my business is really simple. I have income in various forms, our various side hustle incomes I then have expenses I've got like web hosting I've got a VA we've got other things that make up my business but very minimum and then everything else I take as a wage and then pay tax on so that's been a book this year in particular that and I'm sure I'll reread it because it does get quite technical with accounting terms and I kind of skimmed over those I got the gist of it but that's a book that I really hope will change our business future because my priorities have shifted from I want to make sure that I'm in profit with our business because ultimately I'm hoping that one day potentially that can easily be paying for our household and fun and giving and everything so that's a really great book and I will leave it in the show notes for you as well so you've also read 
tons of other books. You've got shelves full of them. And every time <laughs> you say... We had to buy more shelves, do you remember? We bought more shelves. And also, I can't count the amount of times you've said, you know what, I'm not going to buy any more books. And then there's been a book appear, right? And yeah. then suddenly, well, you say a book appears. Suddenly there's two or three that randomly come. You can't buy books. one. You can't buy one. They get lonely. So go on, how many more have you got in your little pile? No, no, I've only got one more. Right. One more. Shall I share it? Yeah, go for it. What is it? <laughs> this is the last one. Okay, so completely diverse from the last three. So we've had very serious money ones. We've had very serious books about business. This is one of the books that I think I will keep rereading for a long time. I mentioned it on a couple of videos on my Mama for her channel. It's The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity by Catherine Ponder. Okay, I want you to set the scene. We're in 1960s, okay? A woman is basically going around middle America teaching like on prosperity. In the 60s? In the 60s. When you'd be hard pushed for a woman to probably have a part-time job, let alone anything well, else. she'd probably be expected to be in the kitchen. Please don't start. And so, well, you're probably actually right. Do you know what? I'm dismissing your comment, but you're actually probably very right. And so Catherine Ponder, um, she decided she was going to start lecturing and writing books about prosperity because she was seeing the effect of it in her own life. So she grew up in that very much Bible Belt of America. Uh, the book is centric on the ideas of like the universe, prosperity, heavenly father, God, whatever you want to call it, but that central good in life but filtering down to your health, your wealth, your well-being. Now, why I, I picked this up about a year ago and I really resonate towards it is because they're very timeless. So although it was written in the 60s, a lot of it's actually incredibly timeless to do with your mindset. So this it can apply to absolutely everything. It's all about having goals, but then programming and thinking about how you can really believe them and really add to your good with them. So it'll talk about things like, it talks about called a vision wheel or you know a goal wheel which modern day people have called it like vision boards so she was one of the pioneers to talk about having pictures about what you would hope for in life experiences she mentions the power of your thoughts so making sure that you're you know you you make sure you're deliberate with the good things that you want to think about don't think about the bad and worry kind of redirect your thoughts there the power of your words so what you actually say you know there's a great wisdom that you've got power of life and death in your words they can make or break someone effectively especially your own mind so it's actually about thinking about what you're saying affirming what you're saying to be true and things like that so it's an old school book and the language is from like the 1960s not in a bad way but you know it's very much believing in the holistic process of your prosperity which is obviously where we get the title from it's not just your money it's your health your wealth and your well-being so if you could actually see my copy, I don't know if you can see Matt, it is completely highlighted. I've written annotations where things have like it's, spoken to me. It's and not different too things. highlighted. <laughs> I often think, especially when you see some people's revision notes, when everything's highlighted, <laughs> nothing's highlighted. No, well, this isn't like that. No, well, a good amount of it is not too bad. But it's, it's full of affirmations. That was one of her kind of main thing that she loved. So, you know, positive statements that affirm what you want in life. So if you believe that you would like more money you're actually saying you know I'm wealthy good things are coming my way this or something better is coming on very much positive thinking but with a purpose and she also really backs up the use of doing great things with your money and wealth and well-being so it's not just focusing about getting more money it's actually about you know she was focused on quality of life for people so that she 
pointly states it's about your relationships your quality of relationships how much peace you have in your life so especially in the 60s it's very different to what it is now but you know how peaceful is your everyday life she also talks about that actually mentions financial independence in here but she had a great way of flipping it around which I love in particular and she said that remember one man's financial independence so having enough money they don't need to work somebody else's version could be that they are working in a job that they adore so it doesn't feel like work that is joyful and I think sometimes in the fire community there's a fixation of you must have investments and you don't work whereas actually I really loved that insight that actually just because your goals suit you somebody else's version could be different and that's okay that can be the goal they're aiming for so I'm going to put you on the spot (laughs) okay find yourself a little highlighted bit and read something to us that you found quite inspirational okay oh wow okay so this one this is the prosperity lore command so this is where she's talking about words right words is prosperous so I've just literally opened up um, and one of the affirmations she's used was on about asking for perfect clothes and wardrobe. So imagining yourself like looking your best version and that's what you want to aim for. You want to feel great in your clothes because then that'll filter down into... Well, think about when people focus on fitness right now. Everybody wants to look a certain... Or some people want to look a certain way to feel good. And so she was actually equating this to, well, if you want to think about feeling good and looking good, focus on what kind of clothes will give you that feeling. Imagine yourself wearing them. So the statement I've highlighted says, I give thanks that I'm beautifully and appropriately clothed with the rich substance. So it's talking about the kind of good substance of the universe or good substance of life. I give thanks that I'm beautifully and appropriately housed with the rich substance. And then it just keeps going on saying, I give thanks for ever increasing health, youth and beauty. So this particular section was about like feeling good, looking good and she really goes through step by step about everything um, to do with any aspect of your life and as I said her passion and she wrote oh Jings I think she's written about she's still alive actually I looked up she's like 96 so you know what I'm going to take that as actual gospel truth that she knew what she was doing and she still knows what she's doing um, and she also touched upon one of the things that we mentioned a couple of times the giving so completing the cycle you get rid of things that you don't want in your spending and your thoughts to make way for the better so like get rid of habits that aren't serving you get rid of thoughts that aren't serving you or uplifting you get rid of potentially toxic things as well if people aren't lifting you up if you don't feel good doing things then maybe it's time to give them up so she was one of the pioneers to start and I think that's pretty common now that kind of manifestation and law of attraction it's all been pretty much from Catherine Ponder's work Um, and as I say I think she's written about 10 or 15 books from various elements to do with prosperity and wealth and receiving goodness Um, so a lot of people when I suggest it to them because it uses the words of a spiritual nature it can maybe put people off but I would just say like whatever words she's using to represent a spiritual element and all this just put that to the side just embrace it for the key principles you would find in books like Think and Grow Rich are in this book, all about having a definite vision, affirming them with your words, mastermind with other people, having a goal and working towards that 
she was kind of one of the first women, especially to be talking about. And she actually is a full, well, she was a full-time minister in the Unity faith. So Unity faith is a non-denominational faith. So basically the Unity movement believe that you can be any faith and be part of them. It's just a kind of goodness movement about prosperity. Um, so yeah, she's a fascinating lady. And I picked up another one of her books, which is a really old school looking book as well, about opening your mind to prosperity. And I, I love it. I'm sitting reading it again just now. She's just, she's a really wholesome, uplifting book. And I hope it's made me a better person. So what we'll do is we'll link those four books that Jennifer's spoken about in the show notes below. Make sure there's links for you to click through. And also with all the books we've mentioned, well, I say all of them, maybe some of them, <laughs> they are available on Audible. Yes, and I you love can, Audible and it's Audible, not sponsored by Audible this it's episode. Not, you know, <laughs> we're not sponsored by anybody, but Audible is a great way to listen to books if you commute, maybe not right now with the potential. With the, well, if you're going out your walk every day. I go out for a walk every day, but exactly. with the lockdown, maybe you don't get to listen as much. But I found audiobooks when I was mm. commuting yeah. was a wonderful way to consume content. So put a little link down below. I think you get a month free trial. So you if you're can... a Prime member, you actually get three months. So there you go. There you so go. click on the link, go get yourself some free time on Audible, and then you can listen to at least one of these books that mm. we've spoken about Definitely. for nothing. Exactly, and your two books as well. So yeah, it's, I love sharing things about books. People often ask me, especially on my YouTube channel, what are my recommended books? And that's why these ones in particular, I think would give you a nice holistic approach to money and also the element of prosperity, which I've touched upon. I really also like the fact that one of the business books spoke out to me to mention tonight. So hopefully, if you're listening, maybe one of those books has jumped out at you or you've read one as well you can always leave us a message you can send us a voice note to prosperityproject at mamafurfur.com or if you've got any title suggestions for future podcast episodes you can do the same where else can you catch us Matt? You can catch us on the Kempson House on YouTube (laughs) where we talk about various things our random lives, random technical stuff just (laughs) whatever we fancy doing really exactly and i also have a youtube channel and blog called mama for first so you can find me there where i talk about personal finance investing and success mindset and i just want to take the time are we on episode seven already that is, is incredible seven. i think we need to just highlight everyone who has listened to our episodes so far we were looking at the stats as we do and we had nearly broken into the top 20 in the uk charts and itunes for entrepreneurship and i think we made top 22 for personal development or self-education one of those topics self-help within education one one of those niches so thank you if you have listened for the past seven episodes thank you for being with us if you haven't yet you've got a couple of cracking episodes to go back and listen to what a joy but thank you it's really enjoyable to sit down and record this and i really hope it gives you a diverse aspect to some of the things we I normally talk about or we mention in the Kempson House. This is a kind of more holistic life strategies that have touched us and we think will really make a difference in your life. And if you do get value from the podcast, or you just enjoy... Give it a five-star review. Give it a five-star review, even if you just enjoy listening to our voices. Give it a five-star review. The Scottish-English debate. Exactly. Um, And also, as we were talking about books today, Mm. haven't you authored something? I've got a book or two. No, I have got a book. It's called The Master Money Blueprint. It's available on Amazon and Kindle if you want to download it. It's about uh, practical money strategies. So, yeah, you can go and check that out too. But it's also, it's not a technical book. 
it's no, it's a it's a mindset book. So don't get it if you're looking for facts and figures about investing. I'm going to teach you in that first book, and I've got other ones planned. It's principles. So these are very much mindset strategies that will elevate your money and wealth and your prosperity. So thank you so much for listening to episode seven. This has been a joy. I've been Jennifer. I've been Matt. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Prosperity Project.